that's the thing. People just think just because it exists, people have to check it right. out. Right, right. They don't. Yeah. They don't. It's way too many options yeah. out here. It's a lot easier to hit skip. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So easy. Yeah, a lot so easier. Easy. I yeah. mean, with everything. Oh, yeah. Or even not to turn it on. Right, right. Just to say, like, I already know what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to listen. I don't even. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Convincing Creatives. This is episode nine. Today we've got Showtime here. We're at K97.5 in Raleigh. What up, though? Welcome to the show, man. Evan, thank you for having me, sir. Good to be here. I appreciate you coming on, man. So uh, right here in Raleigh, you're doing a lot of creative things. Trying to. Yeah, I heard you on WNC, the local NPR affiliate here, talking to Frank Stacia, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big stuff, man. Yeah, Frank is a great guy, man. Yeah. Can you uh, hit us a little bit with kind of like what you're working on now? Obviously, you're hosting here at K97.5. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm an on-air personality with K97.5. Uh, I'm on nights, uh, Monday through Saturday, 7 to midnight. Right. Number one night show in the triangle and just trying to rock out, man. Just really trying to bring... Bring the heat. We call it the trap. So we trap it out all night long, and that's just what we do. I love it. So you've got a great hustle and a great grind going on right now. So you're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, One of the things I know that you talked a little bit about on Frank's show on Mm -hmm. WNC was a book that you're working on right Mm -hmm. now, and Mm -hmm. also kind of being involved with fatherhood as a creative. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, So I work. I work a lot um, in fatherhood. Yeah. So kind of working with fathers, advocating for fathers, and speaking around the country right. about the importance of fatherhood and responsible right. parenting and things like that. Um, so just, you know, just really trying to get the message out here right. that fathers are involved in their kids' lives right. and we are engaged in our kids' lives right. and we're doing a lot of work out here, man, just to raise this this next generation. Definitely. So, you know, writing is something that I do. Speaking is something that I do. Mm-hmm. I go out to the schools and I talk to the kids. But, you know, most importantly, just trying to get the message out there that fatherhood is important. Right. Uh, it's my passion. It's something that, you know, I have two kids. I got a, a 14-year-old and a 7-month-old. Okay. So, you know, I'm just really out here just trying to spread the message of responsible yeah. parenting, man. How, how are uh, kids, how do they kind of affect your creative life? Um, I know that's a big uh, hmm. question because yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, factors yeah. to that. Yeah, but. well, you know, my daughter is 14, so sometimes I kind of lean on her for yeah. for ideas and yeah. just to try to see what's going on with with the youth um, and just to see what's popping with right. the millennials and what the young folks are really into. Right. So, I kind of use her as a crutch. My son, he's seven months, so for 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 him, it's kind of like inspiration. So a right. lot of the things that I do uh, creatively, he's mm-hmm. the, the driving force okay. because I want him to be able to grow up and say, right. you know, my dad did this and my right. dad did that, right. or you know, just leaving a legacy for them, man. You know, I always say a wise man leaves a leaves a, an inheritance for his children's children's children. Um, so I want to be sure that I'm leaving a legacy, not just for right. my two, but you know, for the kids that are that are to come along, and the you know the folks in my family who mm-hmm. are to come along when I'm long gone. And how do you, how do you kind of decide creatively? I know that you we're talking a little before the show. Mm-hmm. You had a background in producing yeah. and making beats. Um, how do you kind of decide what is relevant and what is worth saying, kind of at any given moment in time? It just depends, man. You know, sometimes there are times when you have to have a certain filter, yeah. and I think as you get older, yeah. your filter starts to right <laughs> starts to starts to get a little different because you don't want to do anything to embarrass your kids, right? Like right. you don't want to say anything that your kids can get, you know, picked on at sure. at school or do anything that's going to put you in a certain situation to where yeah. you have to defend yourself or explain yourself yeah. to your kids. So a lot yeah. of times, the things that I do or the things that I say are a reflection of yeah. me as a parent first. And, you know, for me, the way that I parent, like, I want to always be a responsible parent to my kids. And I want them to see 
me as a, a walking, talking example of what they should right. be and how they should behave and how they should act. Right. And uh, creatively, let's rewind a little bit. Let's okay. talk about how you got your start. I yeah. know that you've come to the Raleigh area a couple years back, yeah, yeah, yeah. grew up in Virginia, yeah. um, and you've always had a real big love for hip-hop, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. working at the hip-hop station. Definitely. Yeah, could you talk a little bit about kind of what you did? You grew up in the golden era of hip-hop. Yeah, so just, you know, growing up, you know, I yeah. fell in love with hip-hop in, you know, 1988, and, you know, I had a cousin who introduced me to hip-hop right. and hip-hop culture. So I took that love and kind of turned it into the desire to to, right. to to have a passion and to 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 fuel my career. Absolutely. You know, I started making beats through hip hop. I mm-hmm. wanted to be a producer at one point, and then I decided that I wanted to use radio as a, as a way to catapult myself um, into uh, the producers' field at the time. Right. You know, at that time, Pharrell and the Neptunes were really popular, and Timbaland was really mm-hmm. popular, and I wanted to be that next up and coming producer. And I just saw radio as a, as a way for me to get off yeah. and, and, and meet people and introduce right. myself and kind of shake hands and, right. and, 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 and find out who was who and do who the I network, do right. the network right. thing. Right. And that's just what I did. And, you know, we almost 20 years later and I'm still, I'm still in radio, it's but stuck. you know, I haven't necessarily, you know, uh, pursued production, but it's sure. something that I still have a passion for. something yeah. that I still love and something that I still, um, try to at least, stay up on well i feel like that's something that i'm seeing a lot today is people who are really balancing out uh, i mean that's something i'm doing now with the podcast yeah. is like you know different mediums like right, you know right, they're an right. artist but they have a podcast they're an right, artist right, right. but they you know work and right, write books definitely. um i feel like that's sort of important like i know there's that kind of age-old uh, mystique of the artist who kind of runs to the shadows yeah, does yeah, their yeah. work and throws it back yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. um which i think is still relevant yeah but like, what do you think? What was your yeah, opinion? well, I, th- I think today we live in an era where, you know, you have to have yourself readily available on sure. different mediums. Like, you know, you can't just do a, a, a podcast and, you know, yeah. not have any sort of video right. element to it or any sort of social media. You know, when even though I grew up in a time where, you know, you, you did the work and you put it out and, you know, you worked it for a little bit and then you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of went about your business. Uh, it's a little bit different now, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you have to have those other elements, those right. other things inside right. of your um, your project in order for it to work and in order for it to right. to function, in order for it to be accepted by the masses because people want to see yeah. different elements of what yeah. it is that you do. And people want to see what you're up to, too. It's like they want to figure out what it is that makes you human, right. you know, because, like, I think that's what I hear I don't agree with this statement, but, but people say you need to present yourself as a brand. And I'm right, like, right, I want right, to see right. someone as a person. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't want right, to, right, right, like, right, I don't right. think a person is like, you know, Taco Bell. Like, that's yeah, a very yeah, different yeah, thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand the need to promote. Right. Because obviously no one's going to find your work without promotion. Yeah, you got to brand yourself. Yeah. Man. Like, you have to bring, you got to be a yeah. shameless self-promoter. Like, And that's hard for a lot of artists, man. Because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of times artists are sort of, you know, we use our creativity to talk about, like, and this is something I want to touch on later, like mental health and stuff. Right. But at the same time, you also have to be like, hey, guys, come out 8 o'clock, this, that, yeah, and the yeah, third. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta, how, how do you find a way to balance that? It, it, you know, it's certain things that we have to, we, we innately have yeah. in us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, some some of us are good at promoting yeah. ourselves. And right. some of us are good at the actual art. Some right. of us are good at the business side or mm-hmm. we're not good at... You know, so you just have to find those things that you're good at and, yeah. and work those things. Like, I just, yeah. you know, I'm good at social media. I'm yeah. good at, you know, marketing myself. I'm right. not good at 
keeping a schedule. I'm not good. At, I'm, I'm bad at I'm that not myself. Good at man. Being organized. Yeah. So that's yeah. when you have people around you who can help you out right. with those things. Um, you know, I'm not good necessarily with remembering people's names all the time. I'm terrible at it. Right? So, (laughs) you know, that's why you you, you set yourself up with certain reminders or certain ways, you know, stuff that has to be done if you want to be effective in the business world, even though, you know, being a creative is great. But a lot of times you want to turn your passion into a profit. Absolutely. And (laughs) And that's the hardest part. That's that's the hardest part a lot of times. But you have to to do these things and and do them well in order for people to take you serious. Yeah, and I feel like that's the the trap a lot of people get caught in is like, you know, they'll work their day job or whatever Mm -hmm. and they'll come home and like, you know, music or art or painting. That's like the thing they do to decompress. But also, you know, there's a part of them that would love to do that full time. Right. And they don't always know how. And like I always say, use your day job to fund your passion. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I definitely, you know, we talked on a little bit before the show was mental health and Mm -hmm. using creativity to kind of talk about things. How do you feel about that? Because I feel like now culturally we're sort of in an interesting moment where i feel more and more people are willing to have the conversation yeah because i feel like you know if you're not willing to have the conversation you can't get through something right so how do do you feel about artists that are more open about that because i think it's great i I think it's important i think we're in a time frame where mental health uh it needs to be discussed now more than ever absolutely right because i think you know there are things that can trigger certain uh, emotions with uh, right. within us that we don't even know, right. um, you know, and I think it's important for us to talk about our mental health. And for me, you know, as a man, a lot of times, men, we don't, we aren't the most expressive when it comes to what we're going through right. mentally, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety, um, whether it just be trying to figure things out and, yeah. and, and carrying the world on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, so as men, we don't always do the best job of expressing those right. things, but we have to find a way to talk through these things, whether right. it be to talk to our wives, to talk to our girlfriends, to talk to um, professionals, right. people who can help us with these things. I think it's important for us to have these conversations because if we don't, then we carry this baggage with us. And right. You know these these things start to they start to fester within us, right. and then they start to manifest themselves within um, negative behaviors like right. self medicating, whether right. it be heavily drinking, whether it be um, being promiscuous and being with a lot of women, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, uh, doing drugs or mm-hmm. some things like that. Um, and we start to lean on these things. You know, I think when we look at the situation that just happened with Mac Miller. Right. Um, when we look at what happened with Demi Lovato, I think, you know, this industry that we're in as creatives, if we're not careful, it can chew us up and spit us out. Right. So we have to do a better job of coping with whatever it is that we're going through and finding a, a, a healthy way right. to deal with these things. So, you know, I just try to express, you know, some of the things that I've gone through in my life, man, just in hope that it helps somebody else. And right. that my, my, my test is is a, is a, is a testimony and, and, and help someone get through their struggles that they might be going through in a way that's not destructive. Because a lot of times, you know, the way that we tend to handle with these things becomes destructive and mm-hmm. it's not healthy. It's not good for us. And it's not good for our families. And, you know, it just, it doesn't lead to anything positive. Yeah. Well, I think it's about absolutely finding that balance, man. Cause it's, it's using the resources you have, mm-hmm. whether it's art, whether it's music. And I, I think that's a, a step but I think a lot of people think that's the only step right. they need to take. And right, I think right, right. that, you know, if you've got something weighing on you, definitely 
if you feel the way the right way about it share it in your art share yeah. it in your music yeah. but also don't be afraid to talk to someone right. about it like a mental health professional absolutely, or absolutely. Said, self-care is self-care yeah is, is important man yeah i i think we're we're getting to that conversation yeah. and i and i feel over the years we'll get through it i hope so i hope so but i think it's one that you gotta the only way out is through and and i feel confident that people are uh kind of going through that yeah. and so yeah, i feel definitely. feel good about people sharing yeah um that's definitely something i wanted to touch on because i know you do a lot of motivational speaking as mm-hmm. well because you talk about um how you kind of share that message in a you know broader settings i know like a podcast or radio it's a little more intimate yeah um when you're doing a crowd of people yeah, yeah, yeah how's yeah, yeah, that yeah. any different so one of the things that i do um i kind of do you know trainings and cultural competency yeah. trainings and you know talking to groups about the importance of understanding how we can build bridges mm-hmm. um with the younger generation through yeah. hip hop and through pop culture. Yeah. So the difference is that I actually get to have these conversations face to face with right. people. And I got to get to actually touch these folks and, yeah. you know, ex- explain to them the importance of, right. and the, just the dire time that we're right. in. Cause we're in, we're in tough times right yes, now, man. Um, and a lot of times we don't necessarily know that the younger generation is dealing with things and, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with, with issues that we don't even think about because yeah. we get so caught up as, as like the older the older folks yeah. and the elder statesmen of well this is not how it was when I right. was growing up or this isn't the way that it was yeah. when when we used to do it right. but you know the way they do it it's it's it, it might be different but the result needs to be the same how are we going to help them get through it right right um, so that's what I try to help people with I try to help people yeah. and help them understand that we have to do a better job of instead of putting up walls we need to worry about building more bridges right and how we can make those connections with 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 young people and i think that's it because i think the biggest mistake people make is they assume you know kids are kids they're right. young they're not going to care they're not right. going to notice right. but kids right. are sponges man right. they, they soak everything yeah. up. i mean yeah and, and being there uh you know creatively for people helps too because uh i lived in baton rouge for a while mm. and and there was this uh kind of extracurricular program i did with like at-risk kids that were uh, actually at a like military kind of boot camp situation and so like they had this choice where they could either go to juvie or do that and so they had this like arts program and these were kids who were just told basically like they're they're nothing like and their teachers just told them that they're you know society didn't want them and like through art like these kids came alive like that's what is beautiful is like you know you can really show people that you know yeah maybe math isn't your thing maybe science isn't your thing you know because traditional school you don't always know your options right but like you know pick up a paintbrush pick up a mic right you you, you can do stuff you can do great things and that's how people discover worth too Mm -hmm. is like i think as creatives you know (laughs) we put a lot of worth like you said earlier uh into what we're doing while we're doing it Mm -hmm. but also like establishing that human connection with the balance is important too yeah well you know because it's feast or famine with creativity because yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know it's not always going to be opportunities right. out there right H- how do you kind of balance that when you um you know work through something because i know you juggle a lot of yeah. stuff yeah I, I think you know like i said earlier when you and i were talking mm-hmm. it, as a creative it can be so easy to you know f- lose value yeah. in yourself when you're not working on that next thing or when you're not creating that thing or when yeah. you're not um, doing something that you feel is productive. Right. You know what I mean? And I think you have to, at some point, begin to lean on the value of knowing that you're more than what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we get so caught up in, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not painting. I'm not rapping. I'm not doing this. Then I don't, yeah. I'm not anything. But 
we were created to do much more and to be much yeah. more yeah. than what we do. We're multifaceted beings. Right, right, yeah. right. So we have to do a better job of, you know, just finding out and, 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 and leaning on our greatness. We get in, into these positions and these predicaments where we forget that we've done great things in the past and yeah. we don't celebrate ourselves. Yeah. And not even depending on anyone else to celebrate us. Right. But we don't celebrate ourselves enough. Yeah. And I think as creators, we have to do a better job of doing that. And it's also we get caught up in a comparison model with oh, social absolutely, media. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but and, and I don't mean to do it, but like a lot of times you see someone do something big, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, what have I done? You yeah, know, and, but and, comparison is yeah. a thief of joy, man. It is. Um, and I like you know, that, yeah. if, if you leave, if you live your life trying to compare yourself to someone else, then like you're running the wrong race. Yeah. Like you have to run your race at your pace yeah. and not worry about like, I can't worry about what Evan is doing because yeah. you f going down a whole different path than right. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't worry about what Showtime is doing because Showtime is, 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 is doing, is going in a whole different direction right. than you are. You know what I mean? Right. Hopefully one day we'll meet at the mountaintop, but yeah. my journey to get there is totally different. Absolutely. You know, your obstacles to get to where you're going could be totally different than any obstacles that I might have faced that I don't necessarily see. But if I'm just looking on social media, then, yeah. you know, you think everybody is rich. Everybody's got money. Everybody's happy successful. all the time. Right, yeah. right, right. It's, it's, it's not like that. So that's yeah. why I say, man, comparison is is the thief of joy. And that's what that's all it does. It just steals. That's a great it quote. steals your joy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who made it. I can't. I wish I could take credit for yeah. it. But no, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> no, man. Um, so kind of plugging into local community, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about um, what do you think is going on here in Raleigh and Durham specifically, you know, with music and hip hop culture yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah, I think I think Raleigh and Durham is super popping right now. I think we're in a great time. I think when you look at what's going on, what just happened with the article, yeah, uh, what J. Cole is doing with the Dreamville Festival, like 10 years from now, you're going to look back yeah. and say, I wish I, I remember. Right, right, yeah. right. I remember when, yeah. you know, before Amazon came to Raleigh, <laughs> which by the way, I definitely do think Amazon is coming. Yeah. Um, I remember when, like, I went, I was in downtown Raleigh a couple of weeks ago, and this is when the, the food court, um, the oh, food yeah, hall the, just opened, the Morgan mm -hmm. Street food hall. That place I'm like, is crazy. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, there's an Urban Outfitters down yeah. there, and, you know, it's just like a real live yeah. metropolitan area. So I know you have sort of a platform to yeah. help artists get exposure, mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure you have people come to you, and I've had the same thing with music videos. It's yeah. like people hit me up, and it's like, hey, I got a song idea, and I'm like, well, I'd love to actually hear a log line. Like, right, what, right, what, is right. the, what do you want to visually see? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, not just like, I want a video with me in front of a building. And right, that's it. Right, 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 like, right, right. On the, I mean, on the I can rooftop. do that in my sleep. Right, right, you know, right, 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 I've right. done that before. It's right. like, anytime I make a video with anyone, you know, whether it's like a paid thing or a collab thing, I just want to push something a yeah. little further. Like, yeah. how, how do you kind of filter that through with um, music when you play something? Well, I, I, I think the sound yeah. has to fit in if we're talking about radio stuff yeah. it has to fit in with what's being played on the radio sure. right with a trend or anything just right? it has to be like industry standard i feel you, you know okay. what i mean like i think it has to be a certain quality right. like sometimes we'll get some stuff or i get some stuff and yeah. it's just not technically it's not right. good oh, okay you're right <laughs> you for yeah. lack of a better yeah. term like let's just keep it on yeah. like it's not good right um but sometimes i get stuff that you know that surprises me and it's it's really quality yeah. music and it's really quality work yeah but it's just all about how you present yourself and how you present your product and how serious you're taking your craft like we can tell that you're you know that you're not taking your craft seriously right. 
you know, so it's important for artists to understand that everything counts. You know, I don't necessarily look at how many followers somebody has on social media, but you know, if you give me a product, like I expect it to be, yeah, of a certain of degree. a certain quality, right. yeah. So I think that's important. I feel you on that. Um, so in terms of actually getting something out there in mm-hmm. 2018, I feel mm-hmm. like everything is so saturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about before the show about how many albums were out and just yeah. everything like that. Um, how do you stand out in this day and age with anything? Yeah, it's hard, man. I think finding your niche yeah. is the key. Right. Because, you know, like we talked about, there's a there's a fan base out there for everything mm-hmm. now. If you like uh, trap rap, there's mm-hmm. a fan base out there. If you like boom bap hip hop, there's a fan base out there. Mm-hmm. If you like go-go, if you like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's those are the types of music that you make. There's something out there for you. So just finding what your fan base is and catering to yeah. that. Like yeah. you don't have to water your product down. You don't have to you know, try to make a radio single. Right. You know what I mean? Just find your fan base. Like so many artists now are making making millions and millions of dollars just off of their art. Right. Doing their art the way they want to do it and going on tour and selling merch and selling out shows and you know what I mean? Without a label. Without a label. And you know, you don't need that machine behind you like you did fifteen, twenty years ago. So just go out here and do it and and make it happen. Well I mean that's the thing. It's like people think everyone has to be your fan right and like you know like if you walk down the street everyone in your purview right 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 could be your fan i think that's the wrong way that's the wrong way you know you got to target because those are the people that are gonna like you said come to your shows and buy your merch absolutely and really support you year after year year after year yeah Yeah. and that's important is like finding your core fan base and figuring out how to monetize yeah those fans like how can you turn those people who are your followers into people who actually will stream your music. Yeah, you got to deliver them value. Right, right, you know, right, so right. So they right, feel right. like they get something yeah, good. You know? Yeah, yeah, And that's what a lot of people miss out on. Yeah. That's the thing. People just think just because it exists, people have to check it right. out. Right, right. They don't. Yeah. They don't. It's way too many options yeah. out here. It's a lot easier to hit skip. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so easy. Yeah, a lot so easier. Easy. I yeah. mean, e- with everything. Oh, but, yeah. Or even not to turn it on. Right, right. Just to say, like, I already know what I like. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to listen. I don't even. Yeah. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the hat he has on. Right, so, right. nah, I'm good. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You've got every external thing before you even hit play. Yep. And, like, I mean, that's what's crazy about this day and age. Yeah. Is, you know, you can Google someone and kind of figure them out in a way. Facts. I mean, you know, maybe not on a deep, deep level. Yeah, yeah. But you can get a vibe. Yeah, on a surface yeah. level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, kind of like kind of to wrap up uh, in terms of presentation mm-hmm. um i know you've packaged yourself and presented yourself as sort of a you know a variety of different mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. people and hats that you wear and everything like that how do you do that because uh, i know a lot of people say i oh, focus on one thing yeah but i feel like this day and age you have to juggle yeah. I feel like that's yeah, the key yeah. How, yeah, do, yeah. how do you do that successfully well i don't i don't think anybody can do yeah. everything well yeah right i don't yeah. think you want to be the person who says oh i can do everything right well i think you need to find those certain things, right. you know, whether it be one, two, or three things, and hone in on those. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to be, you know, the jack of all trade and then the master of none, right? right? You don't <laughs> right. want to be that guy. Like, right. you want to be excellent at whatever you do, at mm-hmm. whatever audience you're serving, whether it be public speaking, whether yeah. it be radio, whether right. it be hip-hop, whether it be a podcast, whatever it is you want to do, you want to kick ass at it, right? Yeah. And that's how you get more business, and yeah. that's how you get people to buy into your brand is yeah. by doing an excellent job and being top notch um, at whatever it is that you do, right? And not letting you know things suffer right. just because you're trying to do so many things. Mm-hmm. If you can do three things and do them 
uh, exceptionally, exceptionally yeah. well, then you do those three things and you do them exceptionally well. Right. And then once you've mastered those, then you go on and you say, okay, well, I want to try my hand at this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we get so caught up in seeing what this person is doing on social media or seeing what the next big, big thing is or yeah. the next, you know, trend is yeah. that we forget. We haven't even mastered one and one a yet right. you know we're trying to move on to, f- to level four or five yeah yeah you master one and one a first putting in those cheat codes and yeah yeah put in the, yeah first few levels i mean that's it man it's uh you know exactly that and i think people you know kind of think they can bypass and cut corners but right. i think i always say like as long as you're providing value to someone mm-hmm. now it may mm-hmm. not be thousands yeah, yeah, yeah but you know and i think what a lot of people do is they say oh you know it's only three people i give up after four months right, and then right, they don't right, right, like right. i think anything you do it's going to take at least five years yeah. to get something yeah, really moving. Yeah, I put them 10,000 hours in. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's the, it's the persistence. Um, so this is great. This is a great lead into kind of the last question okay. I have. And I ask everyone on the show the same question. Okay. What are you currently struggling with right now as a creative? And how do you think you can work to remedy that um, and, and try to move forward? Because I feel like this is always different for everyone. Hmm. What am I currently struggling with? That's a great question, Evan. Yeah, I know. I always try to trip people up at yeah, the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Get them comfortable. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm currently struggling with um, time management. Yeah, I feel you on that. I think time Same. management is my thing. Because as someone who um, I am, you know, first and foremost a husband and a father, um, I have a, a, a fairly newborn at home. He's seven months. Oh, congrats. Man. Thank you, sir. Yeah. A 14-year-old, um, full-time on the radio, doing public speaking right. and workshops and trainings right. and trying to uh, gain new business yeah. and doing the work and then obtaining the work and yeah. marketing the work. That all falls on me. Yeah. So a lot of times it's you know, 24 hours in a day, but you wish, like, man, I wish it was, like, 27. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those three extra hours to oh answer emails. Oh, I mean, If I had you... three extra hours in a day, I'd yeah. be a dangerous man, yeah. oh, man. man. Um, but, you know, sometimes things fall by the wayside yeah. because I may not have time to work out Absolutely. in two weeks because I've been so caught up in, in doing work. But mm-hmm. if I don't work out, then I'm not healthy. If I'm not healthy, then I can't be here for my family. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'm struggling with time management and yeah. trying to figure out the best way to – um, get everything yeah. done and yeah. to do everything that I need to get done. Cause I'll look up and it's like, man, the, the day is gone yeah. and I haven't even responded to my email. So one of the things that I do, I try to delegate, let's say like Sunday nights yeah. for sending emails, carve out a specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When everyone's asleep and that yeah. way, if I send them out late Sunday, then people will be more inclined to receive them on Monday morning as soon as they come yeah. into the office. You know, They'll be at the top. They'll be at the top, right. Yeah. So that's my strategy for sending out emails. So I'm just, like that. just figuring out yeah. just strategies and just trying to figure out uh, a system, man, and just putting systems in place that work for me because my system may not work for sure. Evan. So right now I'm just trying to figure out what system works for me yeah. and how can I really do the best that I can do with Absolutely. Um, making everything a cohesive um, plan and just putting it all together. That's great advice, man. Because I feel better. Because yeah. I, I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah, it's man, like it's hard, man. I want to steal some hours yeah. from different days. Like I just remember sitting in class in like fifth grade and feeling like the day was so slow. Right, 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 right. Adult, that doesn't happen. No, I feel like man, the day no. just goes by in a blink. You're an adult. It's totally different. I feel man. like it's, days are like minutes. Listen, they, like, they go by so fast, yeah. man. They go by so fast. So that's yeah. why you have to be uh, very intentional about what Absolutely. you do with your time and not getting so caught up in. You know, you'll spend 
an hour and a half on social media and right. not even realize it. Right. You know, can you just imagine if we added up all the time that we were on Instagram? I don't think I'd want to look throughout the day, right? Yeah. And then just take that and multiply it by yeah. thirty days in a month. And just think of, oh, man, I literally wasted 15 hours out of the month. You know what I could have been doing? Right. You know what I mean? So it's important that we – and, you know, I catch myself a lot of times. I'm like, look, I've been scrolling on my timeline for seven minutes. I need to get up and do something. I got to move because I could be doing something much more productive with my time. Like I'm not not posting anything that's going to bring me new business. Right. I'm not creating anything. So I'm just – I'm just scrolling. Yeah, I'm in the matrix. So let's get up. Let's put this phone down. Let's get off of words with friends. And let's just like really do something productive, man. So that's 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 really it for me. Something I did recently, I don't know if this is for everyone, and I still cheat, but I I put all the social media icons on the last page of my phone in a folder. So that way if I go in, I have to do like three clicks. So I really have to say I'm about to do it. Right, right. And I still get in there. Right, right, right. But it's still those small things, man, that we do to kind of kind of keep us on task and try to yeah. keep everything in order for us absolutely well showtime i appreciate you being yes, on the sir. show man uh where can people get in touch with you if they want to find your stuff so i'm all over <laughs> the interwebs <laughs> al gore's internet um at showtime oh, says look. on everything on instagram you can also follow my fatherhood stuff is at the glad dad um i do a lot of public speaking like i said i do a lot of workshops and events yeah. around the country uh, just talking about the importance of responsible parenting and responsible fatherhood and, you know, just cultural competency and how we can relate to the next generation on uh, building those bridges instead of building walls. Absolutely. Well, y'all definitely check out what Showtime's working on. For sure. Again, I appreciate you being on the show, Thank man. Thank you, sir. Y'all take care.